the Rich Keith Show. Here we go, you're now rocking with the Rich Keith Show on your radio. You're about to hear the chronicles from a topical, comical, and knowledgeable. Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports, and he's also a hashtag dork. And the father of two sweet daughters, the leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight, six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now he's got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy. Welcome into a Friday night edition of the Rich Keefe Show, a full throttle Friday on WEEI. We will have our Sox talk coming up at 7 o'clock, but look who's sticking around once again. It's Adam Jones. Jones, what's happening? I'm not sticking around for Red Sox talk at 7. You're going to be here at 7. You have to be here. I'm letting you know. I will not be here. No, it's understandable. I know. A lot of people are going to leave at (laughs) 7. But no, we have good stuff because Craig Breslow was on the Greg Hill Show this morning. Nice. You can hear from Breslow trying trying to sell the team again. Not They're selling the team? the team. Trying to promote the team, oh, I guess, okay. is how I, I should word it. I yes. see. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, a lot of different angles to cover. We are going to get to episodes five and six of the Dynasty, which I'll be honest, it's getting worse by the episode. I think the first two episodes were the best two. You've seen them both? I've seen one through six now. I, I, I'm sorry. That's what I mean. You've seen the latest yes. two, but one through six. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. The first two, I'm like, wow, they're on to something. This is good. I and you know I'm not Three like and four were like all right. I'm not Mister, you know, champion everything Patriots no, and like not. wear the underwear and no. relive every. But I like the nostalgia. Of it, it was fun. The snowball stuff was great. Great. You know what it is? I figured it out when Wiggy was in it, it was great. And it went south. Now there's like no Wiggy in these episodes because he's not on the team anymore, and the thing stinks. It's a great point. It's episode a great point. five. These last two episodes were like a half hour each. And it was like the Matt Castle show. So we can't... And all due respect to Matt Castle. Nah, seems like a nice guy. Nah, you don't need to respect. Ah, screw him. Yeah. No. But like, they skip over the 0304 Super Bowl. And then there's all this other stuff they kind of skip over. And then it's like, here's the whole thing on Matt Castle. And then they get to the Hernandez episode, which you know you're going to get. And I thought that that one was at least a little bit better. There was some interesting uh, behind-the-scenes like footage of that. Sure. And like you get the player's perspective. So that I have more to talk about. But the... The one, like, when Brady goes down, you're like, all right. So here's, if I, and like, from a talk show perspective, yeah. where I'm like, how much can we talk about this? I'm worried fans are going to tune out of it between Spygate and Aaron Hernandez. I'm worried fans are going to be like, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. I don't want to relive yeah, yeah. this. I don't want to watch it. And so then, and if, I, if I'm like Jeff Benedict and I'm Matt Hamachek and I'm Apple TV, if Patriots fans are bailing on it, who's it for? I don't know who it's for. I think it's only for Patriots Me fans. Me too. I can't imagine people that aren't Patriots fans are, are fans of it. So, yeah, the one great thing about the Patriots over the last 20 years, they've beaten everybody. So any other fan base actually hates the Patriots <laughs> right, with a passion. Right. It's not like from a distance. You're like, oh, that dynasty. Oh, they beat like some other. But no, they beat my team. At some point, they beat my team along the way. Right. So everybody hates them. They can't stand Belichick. They probably don't like Brady. Like They, they, they don't want to watch it. Uh, the soap opera angle, maybe you could try to bring them into, but it's like 10 episodes is too long for a non-Patriots fan. And then it's not long enough for a Patriots fan right? because you're skipping over a lot of good stuff. And you make a good point. All these other fan bases hate the Patriots. It's like, you know, the last dance is just a bunch of jazz fans who don't, you know, it's just (laughs) just a bunch of people in Salt Lake who don't like it. Yeah, exactly. Food poisoned out there, which was insane. But, uh, yeah, so we'll get to the dynasty coming up in a little bit, but 
combines going on. Yes. I love watching the combine. Just watching guys run up and down 40-yard dashes. Guys uh, doing vertical leaps today. Some good verts. Nice. Real nice verts. Today. D-lineman and O-lineman? Who was jumping? Uh, oh, safeties. Uh, safeties were jumping. Nice. So the guy that doesn't believe in outer space. I read about him. 41-inch vertical. Well, this so guy's taking off. <laughs> All of a sudden, outer space. Doesn't seem like such a problem now, does it? so bad. Uh, but one of the headlines today was Caleb Williams wasn't going to do like medical evaluations yep. with every team. And my immediate reaction was like, all right, here we go again. Like another thing to add to the list with this guy. But it sounds like he will he will give like the medicals to the teams he's going to meet with. And it's like, it actually makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Like, why would you want to give... Every single team, like like like, hey, turn your head and cough like, for every team. Yeah, like you know, you want to do that? I don't want to do that. But yeah. that's what every single other player ever at the combine is done. True. So I don't like. I think your brain got in the way on this but one. They, I think your first instinct was right on this. You do? Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Usually it is. You gotta trust your gut. Oh, trust your gut. Yeah, don't but listen. didn't Dion Sanders have a famous line? He told don't react to your brain. Don't listen <laughs> no. to your brain. Gut. Didn't Dion have a hilarious line one time when? I think it was like the Giants requested to meet with him and Belichick and uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically uh, Dion was like, "Well, what pick do you have?" And they're like tenth. He's like, "I'll be long gone by then." So he's like, "No." <laughs> I think he like turned it down. I mean, look, I get it. I mean, guys aren't throwing, guys aren't running, guys aren't doing all kinds of stuff. Here's the thing: if Caleb Williams had nothing else like this, yeah, I would agree with what you said. Where it's like, oh, you know what? That's actually pretty smart. Why does he want to waste his time? He's a few things, doesn't he? With some dumbass team in the twenties. Yeah, but it's like. Well, does he want to own a portion of the team? <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, are his parents, I say dream big. Are his parents going to be his agents? Maybe. Why is he crying on his mom the way he's crying on his mom? Maybe he's a mama's boy. He's I blow- had no problem with that. He's blowing off the media. <laughs> he lost a bunch of games while he was at USC. He, he did. Uh, on top of it, he didn't play in the bowl game. They were better without him. The teammates were apparently happy he wasn't out there. They were like pretty pumped. So it's like all... all when That you might add, be the most damning that, thing, I think actually, it is. That, that part. So when yeah. you add them all, it's just like it, what you said at first, I completely agree with. It's just the latest... That's another thing. It's just the latest thing on the pile where you go, ugh. So with that said... Mego said this earlier. Okay. Mego's not taking him at three. He falls to three. She's not taking him, which floored me. I, I did mean, not know she felt that way. Oh, just fell out of my chair. I'm taking I'm taking Caleb Williams. I'm still considering what it would take to trade up to one to get him. Okay, so here's what I would say. I personally would not do that. I okay. prefer May to Williams. But hmm. if they love him and they think he's yeah. Mahomes or they think he's a generational prospect, you should be looking to trade up to one to get yeah. him. If yeah. that's what they think, yeah. they should. So I'd take him at three. I'd, I'd take him at two. I'm kind of hoping there's enough stuff for the to Bears. To get him to fall. And for the commanders to say, all right, we won't do it. Are you buying the Jaden Daniels hype? Jaden Daniels, uh, I think Orlovsky said the other day he could go number one. I don't think he goes number one. Like, I still think it's going to be Caleb Williams, but you never know. We still have almost two months until the draft. So this is the latest thing with Caleb Williams. Who's to say in another week there isn't something? That's a good point. He might no-show his pro day, for all we know. <laughs> and then the teams are like, well, I can't trust this guy. I'm not throwing at my pro yeah, day. Yeah, you're like, I'm not, so, so what are we doing here? Like, right, I'm he not, might do that. I'll be here, but you guys can take a couple pictures, then you have to go. Like, I don't know what Caleb Williams is going to do. So maybe the Bears get stay, uh, scared off. They haven't done anything with Justin Fields yet. Like one day he's staying, one day he's gone, the next day. So maybe could you talk yourself into a chance that Williams falls to three? I don't like Jay. If he does, I'd take him. I, I, think, I would take him there. I think Williams is the clear-cut best quarterback. And then to me, it's Jaden Daniels, then Drake May. But I think those two guys are in like the similar tier. Uh, I don't see a scenario where it's not quarterbacks one, two, three. I think people are twisting themselves into a pretzel now being like, 
well, like there could be enough red flags, and then you could trade down to six and still get your guy. I'm like, you can't. I mean, if your guy is Bo Nix, <laughs> if your guy, when my guy is Bo Nix, if your guy I'll is thirty six, I'm taking him at six. JJ McCarthy, maybe, but yeah, like, right. yeah, you're not, you're not getting those three. Isn't it, like, we don't. I think we have a better idea of who the players are one, two, three than we do the teams. Sure, hundred percent. Because those three teams could all trade out. I mean, one of the things Williams said today, I think maybe it was yesterday, I forget which, but. One of the things he said is he's like I don't, he's like I don't care who I go to I just want to go number one. Well, because that thing that he wouldn't play for the Bears I legit think was like a wasn't it like a Twitter troll or something. I, I don't th- I think it was fake. It was. I think the Bears. Brian's nodding back there. Brian, wasn't it a Bear, for sure fake? Brian's a Bears fan. So hang he on. Turns was, mic on. It was a fake. So fire, thing? fire up that mic. No, the mic's not nope. working. Oh, it's not working. But he's, no, that was that was one hundred percent fake. That's that was, what I thought. That was a Twitter troll just making. Something I thought. Up. I, I think thought it got Cowherd, like. Then it got like swept up. Yeah, maybe maybe Cowherd so got it. I thought it. Cowherd talked to his dad, and then his dad like called, and they walked it back. That's well, what I thought. Well, there's your first happened. issue: trusting Colin Cowherd. I, I do. I do. I I, I like the man's work. But like, I think there was a there's a young things. Colin Cowherd in one of those Dynasty episodes. Yeah, there was. I did yeah. see that. I actually, and that's another thing I was saying to Hart the other night is how like the Patriots itself is already kind of like a, a niche audience. But then identifying old media members is like a super niche thing that was, like only you and I would care about. Was Andy talking about himself? He, yeah, of course. Andy, Andy yeah, made a nice sure. cameo yeah, in there. Andy's in there. Perillo's in there. Yeah. You've got Curran, uh, Felger, Holly. Holly with hair. Holly with hair's in there. Yep. I saw a young Breer today. One thing that's kind of bummed me out is we haven't gotten any... It's all like fake radio clips. You don't have Glenn or Dale nope. or any of these guys from nope. 01 to... No, you had, you had like now. fake radio callers. Yeah, it's insane. That's weird. What? Like we have 30,000 hours of tape. You don't have any radio? You couldn't have called the station? We have all kinds of tapes back there. We have all kinds of stuff. We could have gotten you. Did you see, uh, we didn't smash them all up, uh, Robin Glazer stuff? <laughs> did you see uh, the hammer laying around uh, the hallway? Hurley had a tweet today. Did you see this? No. Where they, like, they were like doctoring newspaper headlines in it. Oh. So they were pretending that a story that ran on like Bleacher Report was on the front page of the Globe. Oh, for- that's rough. I'll forward you the tweet, but there's there's <laughs> the a few that? there's a few shortcuts they took on this, or you know, uh, uh, misrepresentations that they've. Well, done. and yeah. Hart was on this too. Even in the first two episodes, that I again liked more than the more recent ones, he was saying a couple of the Belichick press conferences were like out of order. Yet were like a couple years later. Years later, yeah, he's like they were at the old, they were at the new stadium. He's wow. like, he's like, that, there's no way it could have been. He oh, wouldn't have been point. talking about like the Bledsoe thing then, but it must have been a soundbite that lined up with it. But I'm like, I don't like that. You don't need to do that. Like no, it's interesting enough to. on its own. Shouldn't have to. And then they spent a whole episode on Matt Castle. What are we? What are we doing? A whole episode on Matt Castle. <laughs> and then I was like, I didn't think they invited Wes Welker to be a part of this because you know they went through the 07 season where he led the league in receiving okay. and he was fourth in offensive player of the year. So I'm like, man, maybe Welker didn't want to do it. Then the poor guy's only talking about Aaron Hernandez. Okay, well I have a theory on that. Oh, you do. I mean, he's good with talking about Hernandez. He was. Yeah. I don't think Welker likes Bill. And so I think he was happy to be like, there was some glaring stuff that yeah. you should have seen with Aaron Hernandez, Bill. But I'm wondering, did they ask him about the undefeated season? Yes. Because like, they're just like, Welker was not <laughs> included in that. Cutting room floor. They're just like, yeah, yeah, no, no good. Well, how about, so I, I had the exact same takeaway. I'm like, man, if you're ever going to use Welker, you'd use him for 16-0. and 0. Yes. Losing to the Giants. How'd that feel? Yeah. They don't use him for that. They only use him to dump on Belichick, <laughs> which I think is, you know, tells you about the angle and the slant of this. Yeah, yeah. 
Ernie Adams also refused to talk about Spygate. He's oh, like, I'm taking, taking that to the grave. <laughs> You're going to have to torture me. You're going to have to get the nipple clamps out. <laughs> you want me to talk? <laughs> like, we're, that, not, we're not doing that. Rip off my fingernails. <laughs> we're not going to do that, Ernie. Okay. It's not that big a deal to us. You're going to take me to the grave. But he's like, oh, what are we talking? Murder with Hernandez? Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, what, what do you want to know? He's like more than happy to talk about that, which is crazy. <laughs> he's like, Batman himself couldn't get the Spygate out of me. You're like, what? We're not worried about that. Like, all right, fine. We thought you'd be here. It's 20 years ago. Didn't think it's that big of a deal. And yeah, I won't very, eat anything. I'm on a hunger Ernie strike. Is. I won't eat anything. Don't feed me. Even Ernie now, he's like, listen, it's first round value in the fourth round. Oh, yeah, 100%. He would do it tomorrow. So, like, He yeah. would do it again. Ernie's like. He would do it again. Yeah, good move. Yeah. Uh, so one, I just wish, that we, just wish we won in 2011 is what Also, Ernie's like, saying. the way they kind of present it, are they trying, are they really trying to blame Bill Belichick for not trading Hernandez to the West Coast. Yeah, so that's kind of how it was portrayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think they're blaming Bill for all of it. Which, by the way, if anybody, but I, like, that's too much. Like, it's one thing to be I like, agree. oh, we would have won a couple extra games or lost a couple extra games. Like, no, three people might be alive if they traded him. I'm like, dude. So here's what I will say about Bill. Outside of Hernandez, who obviously deserves the full blame. Yeah. Out of anybody on the team who should have known what was going on, or in the building who should have known what was going on, Bill. I think Bill had some good ideas. Not the full extent of running around murdering people, but you know, you hear Ernie Adams and you hear the players talking, and you know Bill talks to the players. You know specifically Bill talks to Dion Branch, yeah. who knew exactly Man. what Hernandez was up to. Dion was good in this episode. It's like Bill. Bill had a good idea of what Hernandez was doing. Mm-hmm. He was running with the wrong crowd. He was not a good guy. No, and so I think it's fair to blame Bill for that. For Jonathan to be like Jonathan Kraft to take credit for being the one who wants to cut. Aaron Hernandez, number one. Yeah, I know. He had to convince his dad. I know. Who, by the way, wanted to give Aaron Hernandez representation. He wanted to give him lawyers. He's like, oh, he's like, I got Johnny Cochran and I got the dream team ready to go for you. Hey, Aaron, Uh, did you do it? No? Okay, because I got lawyers. I got guys. I I got got guys. guys. Just tell me no. I'm happy to pay you. I'm happy to pay for it. And then you got Bill being like, innocent till proven guilty. Right. Well, so that's what Jonathan says. And Jonathan's like, basically, Bill wanted to keep a murderer around. Like, that. that's too much. No, I know. They're laying it. I mean, again, Belichick. Came across pretty good the first couple episodes. He was answering questions. Less, Everybody was talking kind of nice about him. Less so. Since then, it's like, won't talk about Spygate. They bury him for Spygate. Robert's calling him a schmuck again on <laughs> Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah. And then you got the whole Aaron Hernandez thing. They're like, Aaron said he wanted to get traded. Traded him to the West Coast and everything yeah, would have been you're fine. you're a real schmuck. They called him a schmuck on Apple TV+. Plus. How dare you. And then, yeah, this whole thing now with uh, Hernandez. And I was like, man, they're really kind of... Hammering the point home that if he traded him out there, maybe like everybody's lives would have been different. Yeah, like, uh, call me crazy. I'm pretty sure Hernandez would have gotten into a lot of trouble he, out there. As well, well. You know, the double homicide had already happened. I think at that point. So really, okay, you know, right. we're saving Odin Lloyd here, which you know valid. But like, I'm not putting that on Bill. Not that. Like, I'm not that's putting insane. On Bill. That's no, kind no. of what they were doing. Yeah. I was like, oh wow, that is, just trade him, laying that on pretty thick. And I'm sure. And look, Bob Holler kind of alluded to this. I'm sure Robert Kraft would have been cool with just trading a guy he just paid a bunch of money to. Like, I'm sure Kraft loved him. Totally would have signed off. Did you notice that? Do you notice that yes. Robert... I, I know exactly what you're going to say. Robert said that uh, Aaron Hernandez would kiss him on the cheek? No. Not in that video. The one video we saw... There, he, were, two vi- there were two videos. Oh, there's they two showed another one later, and both times... I was, fell asleep. <laughs> he, yeah, yo, he leaned in Robert, and kissed Aaron. Robert was leaning in for the smooch, not the other way around. Also, the... Weird. One of the craziest... Weird, weird brag that... Yeah, that is an odd thing. So we have proof that that didn't happen. And it's in the video. Very strange. He's probably like, guys, go find find the clip where he's kissing me. It's like, Robert, we looked through 30,000 hours of footage. footage does not exist. The yeah. footage that was the craziest, though, to me, and I don't know if this has been seen or not, was on the practice field 
where Robert has the line about yeah. what a great guy Hernandez is. You see Bill's face? Bill doesn't say one thing. I like he's kind of like Robert. What are you talking I, about? The way I read he's it got was Bill. Bowl, be- so I'm not going to kiss him. <laughs> the way, thanks. The way, uh, the way Bill looked at him to me was like, really? Yeah, you're not. Like, you sure about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, if you say like, I'm not going to say a word. Yeah, I think Robert and those. He said something in there too. I forgot the line off the top of my head, but he said something like. You know, he told me, meaning Aaron Hernandez, mm-hmm. he told me he's not going to run with that same crew anymore, like something like that. Yeah. And Bill's looking at him like, yeah, okay. Like, and I think Robert was trying to justify the extension they just gave him. I think he was trying to be like, yeah, he's like, this guy's got a Bill, lot of money. Bill, he's a good guy, right? Bill doesn't say anything. Doesn't he's say got anything. A good, he's got a good heart, right? Yeah. Doesn't say anything. He told me he's not going to run with that crew anymore. Man. Bill's like, d- stares daggers through his heart. Now it was one of those things, like, every guy on the team knew it. And, like, Brandon Lloyd, who I haven't heard of or thought of Brandon Lloyd in 10 years. Him. Forgot all about him. Classic receiver who never got tackled. He would catch the ball and fall down. There was yeah. zero yak. He had, had negative yak on Brandon <laughs> Lloyd. He would catch it and go down immediately. Yeah. I'm like, honestly, probably why he played so long. Good but good uh, career-lengthening move. The yeah. story that he tells where, like, Welker, like, beelines it over to him, and it's like, do not hang out with this guy. Like, this guy's going to say stuff. you got to ignore it. Like, do not. Everyone's, hey, like, terrified of him. He's going to he's gonna rub his genitalia or whatever he said. Yeah. and says he takes baths with his mom. Talk about taking baths with his mom. And don't. Be careful of that guy. Is like, basically what he said. I'm like, all right, and then like, go ahead. Well, I'd like, I'd love to hear what Brandon Lloyd said to his agent on the way home. <laughs> like, just like you got me what traded here to this but to this team. What's also uh, a crazy part to me? And again, we can open this up to the phones too. If you guys want to talk about the draft combine, if you want to talk about the uh, the dynasty, was just how Bill would kind of look the other way when Aaron Hernandez would like act out and practice. Oh, Welker was pissed. He was pissed. And like, that is a thing you see all the time in high school and college because that's so different. Like not everybody's at the same level. So if you have one kid in high school is so good, the coach is going to look away. Like I'm sure people listening either had a teammate or you know what? You might've been that guy yourself. Yeah. And so, but in the pros, especially when Hernandez was very, very good. But you had Tom Brady on that team. You had Gronk. You had Wes Welker. Like he's not as good as those guys. He wasn't even the best guy at his own position. Correct. Yeah. And yet he still like looked the other way. And he's like, it's weird though, right? Like how coaches kind of will so give a leniency of, to certain players. Okay. A lot of times that's talent. And, and I'm not saying this to to joke. Like, do you think Bill was a little afraid of him? Maybe he was just like because I don't blame anybody for being afraid of Aaron Hernandez, but that speaks volumes about employing him and like what Bill yeah. knew and looking the like I think Bill was afraid of him maybe and uh, not comparing what they do off the field but like Lawrence Taylor I feel like would be a guy you would just be straight up intimidated by and so you're like go ahead like do whatever you want and maybe he also thought like this is how I'm going to get the most out of him it's like if I coach him too hard we're going to lose him yeah so maybe yeah and honestly probably like a little bit afraid yeah I don't... he's he's going to snap on me all right Jones good stuff as always sir enjoyable uh, right. I'll be listening to Red Sox talk, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock sharp nice. for the Red Sox stuff. So, yeah, okay, you're good. not going to want to miss that. Good. Uh, you guys can join us at 617-779-7937. Jones will be back on Monday with the uh, Jones and Mega program at 2 o'clock. Right now, here is Joe Braverman with What's Trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending is brought to you by Timeout Market in Boston. The Celtics return to action tonight to face Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, and the Dallas Mavericks. O'Shea Brissett is available to play after being questionable due to personal reasons. Tip-off from TD Garden is set for 7.30. The Patriots officially released cornerback J.C. Jackson. That will add an additional $14 million and bring the Pats cap space to a whopping $100 million, estimately. 
Red Sox fell to the Twins in spring training 5-3. Lucas Giolito got his first start with the Sox and got the loss, allowing four earned runs and three walks over two and a third innings. Roman Gonzalez did hit a home run in this game. Sox will have a two-for-one action going on tomorrow. One squad will be playing the Rays while you can hear Hall of Famer Joe Castiglione and Will Fleming call the Sox and the Nationals from JetBlue Park on 93.7 WEIFM on the Shaws and Star Market Red Sox Radio Network. And the Bruins will be back on the ice tomorrow against the Islanders on the road. The team has recalled Mark McLaughlin on an emergency basis. With 14 unique food concepts, some of Boston's top chefs, two bars with a wide selection of craft cocktails, wines, and New England's top local brews, plus lots of events happening too, Time Out Market Boston showcases the best of the city under one roof. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. I found out he was working out in the weight room. I went down immediately and I said, Aaron, tell me, did you do this? Because if you did, I know you must have had some good reason. I'm going to get you the best defense lawyer we can get, and I'll do it at my cost. And he looked me right in the eye, not blinking anything, and said, Mr. Kraft, I didn't do that. I was in Rhode Island or something. And... When he said it, I believed him. He actually changed my life and how I look at people because it just, I, to this day, I can't believe I got snookered like that. That was Robert Kraft as part of episode six from The Dynasty, episodes five and six released last night on Apple TV Plus. Ten parts. Overall, I will say I am enjoying the series. I am enjoying it less, though, as it goes on. I thought they kind of was shot out of a cannon those first couple episodes. I'm also uh, not expecting to learn a ton about it. And I'm sure all the diehard Patriots fans out there that, you know, have either read the books or watched, you know, as many of the you know, behind-the-scenes stuff or football lives or all those different things that we've seen. They even took a clip right out of one of the football lives uh from 09 when Belichick was talking to Brady about how he can't get through to those guys. Like that was, we'd seen that clip before. They got no mental toughness. Nothing. Now they were pissed. They were not happy with that team. Then they got absolutely worked in that playoff game. And it's weird too, like going back and reliving this, like what a weird time it was. Yeah. The vibe I was getting at least from the documentary for that specific season, like Brady's return, I was getting vibes of like, oh, they finished below 500 right. and they missed the playoffs. But no, they like made the playoffs. No, that's how high the floor was. That team sucked. Belichick hated that team. Brady didn't play all that well. And they were 10-6 and six, and they hosted a playoff game. And they got run out of the building by Ray Rice and the Ravens. But still, they were a playoff team. So they were one game worse than they were in 08. But, you know, based on what everybody else did, they did make the playoffs. And then they turned it around. They did a nice job in the documentary talking about how important the draft class was going to be, and then how good the 2010 draft class was. And then it goes into Hernandez, which I fully expected them to do an episode on. I mean, they should. It's it's 10 episodes. You're doing this whole run with the Patriots. That is a major, major story. I was surprised just how much, though, they went with the 08 season. That was quite a bit. There was one note in there, though, that I kind of liked. So Brady gets hurt week one, and he... I just assumed he was done right away, but he actually went to practice and was like trying to play. And I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't know that. He's like, I just want to tape it up. Well, Logan Mankins played 
like a whole season with a torn ACL. So I guess Brady was trying to do that, but then they shut that down. But I think quick. a lineman is probably different from a yeah, probably quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, probably probably so. Probably so. All right, you guys can join us here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI, at 617-779-7937. Let's go to Patrick down on the Cape. He joins us next. What's up, Patrick? How's it going, man? Uh, so I just want to point out, I this documentary was filmed in the summer, wasn't it? Uh, sounds right. Yeah, last summer, maybe. So last summer, so they're dogging Belichick so bad, the crafts are, in this documentary, before the season started. So they must have known they were parting ways before the beginning of last season. Uh, that's interesting. Well, I thought the plan all along was two more years. I feel like they kind of sped this up a little bit. So, yeah, it's curious. Like I, I think if they weren't as bad as they were at 4-13, and I don't think they, they canned them this year. But, I mean, you, have, okay. you bring up a good point, though. I mean, they're definitely... Going right after they're definitely him. Dogging him. They're, they're <laughs> definitely not making him look too good in this. No. And it's like, oh, this is, it's almost uncomfortable. Like, oh, they're making him look bad. Yeah, no, and, they, uh, yeah. yeah that's all, like, all right, thank you, Patrick. But also, I don't think Bill's doing himself any favors either. Like, he's a part of this documentary. He's what, basically like all the clips that we've seen are just outside of maybe the lawyer Malloy story yeah. has, has been basically just like how we would act at a press conference. Yeah, I think early on he was probably more comfortable talking about, I don't know, sticking with Brady over Bledsoe because that's one of the greatest decisions ever made. So it's easy to sort of, you know, pat yourself on the back for it or have other people compliment you for it, especially at that time where it wasn't unanimous. It wasn't as much of a no-brainer, and Bill was right. And I think talking about those those early days is one thing, but I don't know. I mean, obviously uh, it's better that he's a part of the documentary than not, but you know, the first two big stories, uh, Spygate, you know, this cheating scandal that he's the center of, not going to talk about it. I already talked about it. It's like, I know, but it's a documentary. Like, do you want to, you have any fresh ideas on it? Do you want to like have you have you changed your mind? And then when you downplay, here's the camcorder, not or, a or like yeah, when when, when you choose not to say anything, I think it does the opposite of downplaying. I think what it does, you're like, wait, wait a minute. Now I think it me- sound even more. more guilty. Yeah, not only more guilty, but like maybe it was more of an advantage than I even thought that it was. And then the Aaron Hernandez thing, like he didn't want to go at all. You know, meanwhile Robert Kraft, I give Kraft credit. He's like. Look, like I did say all these things. I was enamored by this guy. You know, he we had all heard the story about how he donated fifty grand to the Myra Craft Foundation and like that whole story. They loved him. You know, and it's funny too for a Patriots team that took so many of their draft picks all the way to the wire before they paid him. You know, guys like uh, Vince Wilfork, they went all the way to the. They played all five years and then they finally paid him. And May, actually, Mayo might have even been one of those guys. There's a bunch of those guys. Not Hernandez and Gronk. They gave those guys contracts early, and they gave it to Aaron Hernandez, and he fooled he fooled everybody. Uh, it was interesting. Or as Kraft to, said he was snookered. He was snookered. He snookered everybody. Well, that's quite a word choice for. for they were snookered. Well, he called he's, he's called schmuck. Belichick's so. a schmuck, and he got snookered. So those are two words of the day that we can use going forward. They did show that press conference where I do think Bill did a good job. Kind of in an impossible situation. But I remember being on the air at the time. Actually, me and Jones were on the air together during that whole Aaron Hernandez fiasco, and you know, getting the updates every single night. And then it was it was it was Bill Belichick held that press conference, and you had a million media members there, and that was you had national media there, mostly like more news media than you had sports media. And I thought he did a pretty good job. But one of the first questions was like, "Do, do you feel like you got duped?" And Belichick's kind of staring at him, and then he's just like. 
I'm not going to talk about you know a guy that's going through this process right now. I wonder how he'd really answer that because part of me thinks, no, I don't think Belichick got duped. I think Belichick knew you got to take like you're not going to have 53 really good guys. Now, like how many? How many in general just like actually believed like this was a change of heart and he wasn't this really bad person? Well, I mean, I think there's also like a big. scale right like you can know a bad guy like that's a bad guy but does that mean he's a murderer and potentially a serial killer like that is such the extreme like all those guys were saying like, even when he got drafted it was like yeah not the best guy but like or what does that mean like how how far are you willing to go and so maybe i don't know did did any of them think this was a possibility i don't know i don't like i don't unless they tell you honestly how they felt but like I don't, I really don't think Belichick got like all that fooled by it. I think he was trying to maximize the player on the field the best he could. Uh, you know, it was funny too, just the him kind of giving him special treatment, even though he hadn't really done much to earn it yet. But it was almost like he had a different set of rules. And I thought Wes Welker and Brandon Lloyd both came across pretty strong in this episode uh, as they were talking about the whole thing. Here's some of Brandon Lloyd. I quickly realized that something was going on. There was this troubling undercurrent during training camp. Wes Welker makes his beeline over to me and like, grabs me like, by the shoulders. He says, Brandon, your locker's in between Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Now, Aaron, he's going to fondle his genitalia in front of you. He's going to talk about bathing with his mom. You just got to ignore it. You got to ignore it. It was like Wes has seen a ghost the way he was looking at me. You know, I thought Aaron was a good kid. I had a locker right next to him, tried to help him, tried talking to him. But at the same time, I don't know, is uh, I think it was pretty glaring um, that there were issues. In the locker room, we get away with saying a lot of offensive and disturbing things. (laughs) But what Aaron was saying, deviated far off the norm of just locker room bullshitting around. He would rage out on players, you know, motherfucking people, saying he's going to beat their ass, I'll kill you, which is something that I don't take lightly. Yeah, so, I mean, the players were definitely aware this is not a good guy, not a good dude. Now, I don't know if they ever thought it was going to get to the level that it did, but it did, and it's just so crazy. Like you go back to his his career, rookie in two thousand and ten, and they make a point in the documentary to say just how important that draft class was coming off the 09 season, and they hit a home run. I mean, they had Devin McCourty, Rob Gronkowski, and Aaron Hernandez in that draft. I don't think they've had a better draft since. I think that's no. like well, the right I, there at the top. Yeah, that probably is. I mean, Gronk's the best player that they've had that they've drafted really since Brady, probably. So. They did get Dante Hightower and uh, Chandler Jones in the same draft. That was a pretty damn good one. But, yeah, McCourty's going to be in the Team Hall of Fame. Gronk's going to be in the Real Hall of Fame. And then, you know, Hernandez was a good player for three seasons. Even had a uh, a touchdown in the Super Bowl that they lost in 2011 to the to the Giants, which is just so crazy. I mean, God, and, and he was young, too. And they made a point talking about even when he left Bristol, Connecticut, went down to Florida, and, of course, played for Urban Meyer. I mean, that team had more criminals than any pro team, I think, ever. But goes down there. He was a rookie at 21, 
and he's playing in the Super Bowl at 22, scoring a touchdown, and you're like, all right, sky's the limit for this guy. They used to line him up in the backfield. Like he he was like a running back at times. Like he was they really were like the perfect combination. I kind of think of him as like a pre Travis Kelsey kind of thing. Like that specific kinda. role. Yeah, kinda. You're right. He probably could have could have done done that. And I mean, how old would he have been now? If he was still alive, he would have been 34, 35. Like who knows? I mean, there are guys in the isn't Kelsey the same age? Kelsey might even be older though. I mean, give or take. They're they're right around uh the same age. Uh but yeah, what do you guys think of the dynasty? Are you still enjoying it? Are you uh maybe you feel differently than me? I just I thought the episode five where it starts with Brady hurting his knee after you know they lose in 07. Uh he comes back, hurts his knee, and then they really just laid it on pretty thick with the the Matt Castle. Year. I feel like they kind of needed like an episode filler to be like, oh, Before. Brady was really in danger of losing his job if Matt Castle was playing like this. Yeah, good point. They did try to hype that up, and they had Tom Brady's dad on there talking about how, and even Bledsoe came back, a little callback with Bledsoe being like, all right, how Brady got his job might also be how Brady's going to lose his job. So I guess they wanted to paint that picture I mean, did and how tough it was. Really Brady. think that though? I don't remember at the time thinking that. I was very early in my radio career that oh seven oh eight seasons, but I don't ever because because again, Drew Bledsoe was very good. Bledsoe was uh he went to one uh Super Bowl, he went to a few Pro Bowls, he was very good, and then Brady took over and. If Matt Castle was really going to take Brady's job, I mean, Brady had already won an MVP. He'd already won three Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. He had a 50-touchdown season. He was already in that seven-year span so much better than what Drew Bledsoe was. Like, I don't think Matt Castle was going to take over. Plus, they lost five more games. That, that, the undefeated team and very like a very close roster comes back the next year, and they lose five more games. I don't think Brady was in any jeopardy. I guess they were trying to play that up a little bit for the for the documentary, maybe. And then they immediately trade Castle, but then that 0-9 team was terrible. But as a Patriots fan, it was weird because we know how this dynasty started, and we know how it ended. That middle time was very weird. The 0-7 loss is as bad of a Super Bowl loss as you can have just with what the stakes were. And then to have Tom Brady get hurt week one, miss an entire season, brutal, miss the playoffs. Oh nine, you get blown out in a home playoff game. And then ten, you're good, but you don't you don't make it to the Super Bowl. Eleven, you make it to the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, you let Rex Ryan and the Jets beat yeah. you. Mark, after you beat him forty five to three. Mark Sanchez and the Jets they didn't even mention that in the documentary. They had like McCordy being like, we were they 14 didn't mention and two. that Mark Sanchez made two straight AFC championships <laughs> for crying out loud. Save it for a Jets uh, documentary. We don't need to see that in this one. But yeah, they glazed over that. And then in 11, they go back to the Super Bowl, but they lose to the freaking Giants again. And then it's still going to be another couple. And then now the team is dealing with the aftermath of Aaron Hernandez. So from the 07 undefeated loss through Aaron Hernandez, that's like six seasons where you're like, Man, they're still winning a lot of regular season games. They still have all these playoff appearances, including another Super Bowl appearance, but it's a loss. A lot of other franchises would sign up for that kind of success. But for the Patriots, like, oh, my God, are they ever going to win it again? And then, you know, well, I'm sure the uh, 2014 season is going to be right around the corner. Hopefully they actually show some Super Bowl highlights. Do you think they'll show the Malcolm Butler highlight from I, the Seahawks? You know what? Game? I would bet good money that they will, but I would not be surprised if they don't. I don't know. They've cut out some weird things. 
I would like to see the Malcolm Butler play. I would like to see uh, Julian Edelman's catch against the Falcons, but that might get edited out as well. And I understand they need to do both, right? It can't just be a highlight reel, but you can mix in the highlights. The highlights have been kind of the best thing so far. And then especially when you have highlight from the game that we've all seen and then maybe footage from the sideline or footage from the locker room that we haven't seen, that's all good stuff. And then you go to one of these sit-downs and they're like, I went over to him and I said, you just won the game. Right. You won the Super Bowl. And then it's Bill be like, I'm not going to talk about that. So Bill's already given us a uh, Bill's given us a non uh, a no thanks on Spygate. Uh, not going to talk about it with Aaron Hernandez. He's going to be so open on Malcolm Butler. I can only imagine. I'm sure Bill's just going to spill his guts. Oh, don't get, get started to... on Deflategate. Don't forget oh, right, that. Right, Deflategate. How happy Actually, he will be to talk about that. You know what? Believe it or not, he might be more willing to be, talk about that because that's all on Brady. Belichick's going to be like, I have nothing to do good with point. that. Yeah, good he's point. He's like, go ahead. Let's, let's talk about that. We'll do like, two episodes on okay, it. Okay, so yeah. what did Tom do again? Exactly. All right, you guys can join us. We want to talk about the Dynasty. Also, some of the news coming out of the Combine. And, of course... It's a full throttle Friday, so we'll have some socks talk at 7. Craig Breslow's on the Greg Hill Show this morning, so uh, we'll react to some of that. But, again, you can join us at 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. It's a full throttle Friday. We're talking a lot of football, though, as uh, parts five and six of the Dynasty were released last night. So we're picking our way through that. They highlighted the 2008 Matt Castle season, dipped into 2009 a bit, uh, the 2010 draft class, and then, of course, Aaron Hernandez. So that was really the last couple of episodes there. You guys can join us at 617-779-7937. Plus, the Draft Combine is going on right now. So uh, uh, some of the interviews have been done with quarterbacks for the Patriots and uh, maybe feel differently about some of those guys. But let's mix in a quick bet du jour right now. It'll be just me and Braverman tonight with our best bets. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go because the game is uh, an ESPN game, Celtics and Mavericks. I still think Tatum, you know, we're running out of games. I think he should be in the MVP conversation. We've talked a lot about it over the last few weeks. But these primetime games against another MVP candidate, which Luka Doncic clearly is, I will take Tatum over 26.5 points. I think the Celtics win this game as well. Spread there is 8.5, so I I didn't feel as strongly on the game as I do Tatum getting 26 and a half. Braverman, what do you got tonight? Uh, I'm going to go to another game in the NBA. I'm going to look at Kings and Timberwolves. The Wolves are favored by six and a half at home. I'm a big fan of Sacramento. I really like how that team is constructed uh, with De'Aaron Fox and Tomas Simonis. I know Minnesota's the top team out there, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is the time for an upset. So I'm going to pick the Kings at plus six and a half. All right. And fun fact, uh, we were talking about earlier in the week, uh, Sabonis leads the NBA in triple doubles this year. I don't know if a lot of people would have, would have guessed that going into the year, but guys uh, having a hell of a season. All right, let's go to the phones. We got uh, Peter in the car. He joins us next year on WEEI. What's up, Peter? Uh, hey, I just wanted to uh, throw a quick little quarterback idea out there. Right. Uh, it was floated that Justin Fields might be like a second or third round pick uh, compensation needed. And, you know, obviously his play has not been amazing, but uh, – as far as a running quarterback, I mean, he's kind of one of one. He's the only quarterback that's about to run for a 60, 70-yard touchdown. Uh, he's got a huge arm, and he's on a decent contract, and it's only two years of commitment. So if you trade down, you, you deal with that. You get some more assets. 
you test out Justin Fields for a year or two years, uh, he's young and talented, you know, that checks a decent number of boxes. I'm with you, Peter. I like I like Justin Fields. I would take Justin Fields. One thing, though, about the contract. So it's the same contract that Mac Jones is on, same draft class, first-round picks, all those guys. So you would get him for one cheap year, and I forget when the date is, but I think before that year even plays out, you have to decide whether or not you want to pick up the fifth-year option. Yeah, because he was in the same draft as Mac Jones. 100%. Uh, so that is a but like a huge year five is not a cheap deal. Now you could always get him in and maybe sign like a a contract that is beneficial to both. Maybe give him a little bit more money guaranteed, uh, and you tack on a year, but not a crazy like spike in pay like you would get. Maybe you can get creative with it. But anyway, I just want to point that out because it's not like it's a great contract for one year. It is, but then again, I don't think you want to trade. Certainly a second-round pick for a one-year player. And, you know, you could always franchise him, I suppose, and, you know, go from there. But I think if if it was a third-round pick for Justin Fields, I think that's a no-brainer. Like, I think you should absolutely do that. Second-round pick, you're like, eh, all right. Like, I think forced into a yes or no on that, I would say yes. Yeah, I I think that if you really believe he's going to be here for more than one year, you take the risk and – uh give him a second rounder or whatever. But right, if it's right. third or if it's third or below, like you, you jump to that. Oh yeah. And I think, you know, it, it all depends on how Elliot Wolf and Gerard Mayo and Alex Van Pelt, how do they feel about Jaden Daniels? How do they feel about Drake May? How do they feel about Caleb Williams? If somehow, some way he slides down is available at three combined with the likelihood or unlikelihood of signing any of these free agents. I would love Baker Mayfield. Absolutely love Baker Mayfield. I don't know how likely that is, although I don't know if it's a 100% lock guarantee that he goes back to the Bucks. He just played for a song this year, so he's going to be looking to the highest bidder, I would imagine. Don't forget Doug Kide's latest report. What did Doug Kide have to say? Baker Mayfield's got some support within the Patriots organization. Well, I, I mean, I'm not surprised. Elliot Wolf was the assistant GM in Cleveland when Baker Mayfield was the number one overall pick. And then Alex Van Pelt was his offensive coordinator and QB coach in 2020 when he won a playoff game. So two of the new guys, well, Elliot Wolf's not new, but he's elevated. And your new offensive coordinator both worked with Baker Mayfield. He's coming off a good year. He's still in his 20s. And then you could take Marvin Harrison at three, take a tackle in the second round, and now take whatever you want in the third round. And now you have Baker Mayfield. That's becoming my favorite plan is Baker Mayfield one. Then whatever quarterback is there at three, I guess, because I'm a Marvin Harrison guy, Harrison guy, but you need a quarterback to go with him at some point. So if they end up, whoever's there at three, I think that's fine. Or Justin Fields. All those options are better than Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi or in my mind, JJ McCarthy. Like I don't, I don't want any of, of those guys. All right, you guys can weigh in on it. You can also hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. One hour down, three hours to go here on a full throttle Friday. We'll talk some socks coming up next.